Welcome to New View Advice. I'm your host, Amanda DeRocher, and I invite you to join me here each week as I offer advice on how to move through whatever problem or trauma is holding you back from living life to the fullest. Let's get started. Hi, beautiful soul. This is Amanda DeRocher, and welcome to New View Advice. If you're new here, this is a healing-centered advice podcast where I offer guidance for the healing journey. It is not my intention to give you all the answers. I believe you have all the answers. You just may need a new view and a little help along the way. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Today, I am answering a listener question from a listener who's struggling with feeling like a third wheel. Do you ever find yourself feeling triggered by feeling like a third wheel? Or do you struggle to hang out with your couple friends? Or do you even end up fighting with your friends because you don't want to be a third wheel? If so, this is the episode for you. In this episode, I'll be helping this listener to dive deeper into their insecurity of not feeling like they are enough and discussing when boundaries are what we need versus when boundaries are too rigid and how to process challenging feelings such as jealousy and sadness. My intention for this episode is to help you to bring self-awareness to your triggers around being a third wheel, understand why you feel the way you do, and begin to free yourself from hard feelings and past experiences in order to feel more secure in the present moment. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to mention that if you haven't checked out my website, I invite you to check it out after this episode for more free resources, including journal prompts, meditations, blog posts, podcast episodes, and more about the healing journey. You can check that out at newviewadvice.com, and today's episode show notes will be at newviewadvice.com slash 87, and I'll be linking free journal prompts there that I think will assist with this episode. So with that, let's jump on into talking about feeling like a third wheel. Hello. First of all, thank you for your amazing podcast. It has already helped me so much. My question is the following. I'm single and have been single for quite a few years now, and even though I go on dates from time to time, it's not really fulfilling. I'm really careful with who I date since I've been in a really toxic relationship with sexual abuse and I'm trying to listen to my gut feeling and I am probably overly careful. This leads to a feeling of loneliness sometimes. I am really independent and can spend a lot of pleasant time by myself, but sometimes it feels like I'm just not good enough for anyone to date me. This is a really big insecurity for me, also because everyone around me seems to be in a relationship. This leads to the following. When I'm in small groups of people, especially when it's a group of three and two people are a couple and expressing it quite openly, like kissing and cuddling, etc., I get extremely sad, jealous, and a feeling of not fitting in. This has the consequence that I often try to avoid situations in which I am only with a couple, which unfortunately has led to fights with friends who struggle to understand how difficult this is for me. I am now trying different things that could help me, like bring a safe person to the meeting, but it's not always possible. Do you know why I struggle with this so much? What is lying underneath? How can I handle this situation? Thank you so much for taking the time to read this. I am so grateful for your podcast and the community around it. Thank you so much for asking this question, and thank you so much for your kind words about the podcast. I really appreciate your support of the podcast, and I'm so grateful that you have found it helpful on your own healing journey. It is my life's work, and it warms my heart to hear that, and I'm just so grateful when people express how the podcast has impacted them because oftentimes it's me behind a microphone all by myself. So I don't always get to see the people who listen. And so it just means a lot to me when people share their feedback. So thank you so much. But with that, let's jump into talking about you and this question. Thank you so much for asking this question. I think so many people can relate to this. One, I want to say, I don't think anybody loves being a third wheel. So I just want to honor that part of this experience that I don't think it's ever comfortable to be with a couple who's expressing a lot of PDA, public displays of affection. 
I am in a relationship and I still get uncomfortable if there's a couple just all over each other and like the three of us are eating dinner. I find it uncomfortable myself. So I do want to honor that part of this experience. But for you in this question, I understand why you want to look a little deeper at this because it sounds like it's impacting your life and it's impacting your relationships. And I think that's very often when we want to start bringing self-awareness to something is when we notice this pattern that just won't go away and it's impacting our life. Like I said, we want to understand why we feel the way we do and if there are steps we can take to change or if it's something that we can't change. That's what self-awareness helps us to make peace with. It helps us to make peace with what our next step is and if there is one at all. So you ask the questions, why do you struggle with this and what is lying underneath? I'm not going to know that for you. I just want to stress that. I think that why you struggle with this and what is lying underneath is going to be different for every single person who listens to this answer. So I am going to try and help you to dive deep and bring self-awareness to this situation. But I do want to stress that those are only questions you're going to know the answer to. So with that, I do think I can help you to bring some self-awareness to this or to understand maybe some steps you can take to begin to understand why you struggle with this. So I broke your question down into three parts that I saw were important. And I think looking at each of these individually may help you to answer those questions of why you struggle with feeling like a third wheel and why you struggle with those feelings of loneliness and what is lying underneath for you. So the first part I want to talk about is how you feel independent but lonely and how you have strong boundaries. I think this is an important part to dive into. The second part we're going to talk about is the insecurity you mentioned of not feeling good enough for anyone to date you. And the third part I saw that was important that I wanted to touch on are how to process the feelings of sadness, jealousy, and not fitting in. So let's start with the first part. So I wanted to talk about how you mentioned that you're independent, you've been single for a while, you enjoy spending time by yourself, but you do find yourself feeling lonely and that it sounds like you have strong boundaries, right? Like you said, you try listening to your gut, but maybe you're overly careful. I wanted to talk about this part of your question first because I think many people can relate to enjoying spending time alone, but also feeling lonely. You know, I talk about this in my one-on-one sessions all the time. Many of the people I work with enjoy spending time by themselves. They're happy. They like themselves, but they do have this feeling of loneliness. And that could be loneliness from a romantic partner or friendships. But this is very common. And I think it's important for your question because I think that the loneliness is showing you something. So later on when we talk about jealousy, I think you're feeling jealous because you have this feeling of loneliness and you're longing for a relationship, even if you're telling yourself you don't need it and you may not need it right now but as humans we desire connection we desire to be with one another and finding a romantic partner is a part of most people's lives and it's not easy you know you mentioned being part of a toxic relationship which is why I assume you have strong boundaries And I mention this because I also relate to this. I did not trust people for a very long time. And what I found on my healing journey is that first, I didn't like myself. I would avoid myself altogether. Then I started healing and I learned to like myself. But this led to more isolation. So I started spending more time with myself and less time with other people. Or if I spent time with other people, I wasn't my authentic self. I was still a guarded version of myself. And I want to mention that guarded part because I'm curious about how you are articulating these boundaries boundaries about being a third wheel with your friends because I don't think it should be a problem if you are vulnerable and you say to your friends hey I'm really struggling with feeling really sad about 
about being single right now. I'm so happy for you being in a relationship, but would it be okay if you and I got together and it wasn't me and you and your partner because I'm just struggling right now and I'm working through it, but I would just want to articulate that it's hard for me right now. I think it's okay to voice that. I don't think it can be an excuse for your entire life because that's not how life works, right? You're going to find yourself in situations where you're with a couple or where you're with two other people or where it's a small group. So I don't think we want to cater our lives to our triggers, but I don't see a problem while you're healing this articulating your boundary. I have found throughout my healing journey, there are times when my boundaries need to be really rigid and then they're able to become more flexible. And so I think it's important when talking about boundaries to remember this. So boundaries aren't set it and forget it. Boundaries are meant to ebb and flow. So a boundary you set right now may not be the boundary you need in time. And my guess, what you're seeing here is that maybe it's time for you to look at the boundaries you set with yourself in the world. It sounds like you may have strong boundaries with people you date, and maybe it's time to loosen those up a bit. It's not entirely loosening them up and throwing your boundaries away, but I believe boundaries are about keeping in the good stuff, not keeping out the bad. So you set boundaries in order to protect yourself, in order to protect your heart, in order to feel safe, in order to be able to show up in situations and be yourself. And it sounds like you've been single for a while and you've been learning to trust yourself. I find that the more we trust ourselves, the more we can loosen our boundaries. When we have had our boundaries broken, such as examples of sexual abuse, as you mentioned, we need to know we can set firm boundaries. That is part of the healing process. So I respect your boundary, I honor your boundary, and you keep that boundary as long as you need that boundary. But what I have found is that as I heal, part of the healing is also learning to loosen that boundary. And how do we know when to loosen the boundary? Usually we get a nudge and the boundary starts to feel restrictive rather than protective. And how do we know we can loosen the boundary? It's because we're learning to trust ourselves when we're healing, right? You know you can trust you. And so you know if you loosen a boundary and you let somebody in and they disrespect you, that you can walk away from that situation in a new way. You know that you can speak up for yourself in a way that you weren't able to in the past. You know how to trust your gut feelings. So I want to mention this because I think boundaries are incredibly important when healing because I work with so many people who struggle with people pleasing and they've had no boundaries and they're learning how to set boundaries. And oftentimes, like I said, those boundaries have to be really rigid to begin with so that you can honor that boundary and take the space you need to heal, to honor yourself and to create safety for yourself. But the more you feel grounded within you and the more you feel safe within you, the more you can begin to loosen those boundaries. So I just want to mention that because I'm not sure how you're articulating these boundaries with your friends or with the people they're dating or with people you are dating. But I just think that's an important part of boundary setting. And because of the loneliness you're starting to feel, that hints at me that it's maybe time to re-look at your boundaries. So the second thing I want to talk about with your question is this insecurity you mentioned of not feeling good enough for anyone to date you. I think this is great awareness knowing that you feel this way, that you don't feel good enough inside. And I think that this is likely a big part of the answers you are seeking. So you said, why do you struggle with this? Why do you struggle with feeling like a third wheel? Why do you struggle in these situations with a couple? If it's triggering you not fitting in and it's triggering this loneliness and this jealousy, I think it's also triggering this insecurity of not feeling good enough for anyone to date you. So in those situations where you're sitting with a couple and you're looking at this couple happy and cuddly and kissing, it's mirroring back to you something that you want. 
It's mirroring back to you something you feel like you are lacking. And so that is a triggering situation. A trigger is just something that triggers an inner wound. That's why I don't believe we should run away from our triggers. Our triggers are showing us what needs to be healed, what we feel like we are lacking, what needs to be looked at and witnessed within us. So I think this is, as I've mentioned, a great question because I think so many people can feel triggered in this situation. And I think for you, part of what's being triggered is this feeling of not being good enough for anyone to date you, which sounds like a core wound because that feeling of not being good enough plagues so many humans. I have another episode, episode 76, that may help you if you haven't listened to it yet. It's called, Why Do I Feel Like I'm Not Good Enough? How to Heal the Feelings of Low Self-Worth, Shame, and Inadequacy. And I think that may help you. And I also have journal prompts that I'll link in the show notes that go with that episode, go with that feeling of not being good enough. And I'll link those at newviewadvice.com slash 87. But for you in your situation, I think it's important to look at this feeling of not being good enough. And I think that there are two areas where you can dive deeper and begin to bring awareness to why you may have this fear and this insecurity. Because the more awareness you bring to this insecurity, the more you will understand why that insecurity is there and the more you'll be able to free yourself of that insecurity. You know, I have looked at not feeling good enough for years. It is a wound that is layered. That's how I view it. It's like a core wound for me. And it even came up for me this year. I think I was looking at not feeling good enough just last week because it just comes up over and over again. Because so many layers throughout our life and so many situations we interpret as the reason it happened is because we're not good enough. And so for you, two areas I invite you to dive deeper into in order to take a deeper look into this insecurity would be one is to look at past relationships. So you mentioned that one of your past relationships was really toxic and involved sexual abuse. And I'm really sorry to hear this. And I'm sure that was a really painful experience. And I honor that you have been single for a while because after we go through really painful breakups and really traumatic relationships, it's important to take some time to heal our hearts. It's important to just recover, right? Sometimes jumping into a relationship that's really challenging is like going to war. It's like I view it as like a battle, right? You're like battling it out with somebody. Your heart is like on the line and it's being hit left and right. And then it's like being caught up in a tornado too, right? Like this battle tornado. And then you get spit out when the relationship ends. And it's like, whoa, what just happened? It takes time to recover. It's like going to physical therapy, right? Afterwards, you just need some time to get on even footing again. And so I think for you with this wound of not feeling good enough for anyone to date you, I invite you to look at this relationship or other past relationships because I find that those traumatic relationships can create beliefs within us about ourselves. So another episode I have that could help you with this is episode 24, Healing Past Relationships and How Your Past Relationships Can Affect Your Future Relationships. And I have journal prompts that go along with this as well that I'll link at newviewadvice.com slash 87. But I mentioned this because in that episode, I talk about my own past relationship that was really traumatic. I had a high school boyfriend who was abusive. We had a very toxic relationship. You may be thinking, yeah, Amanda, but you're in your 30s. Why are you talking about a high school boyfriend? Because it was that traumatic. Because it was that impactful that it was still coming up for me at 29, 30 years old. Beliefs I had about myself, beliefs I had about relationships, the beliefs I had about putting my heart on the line were coming up for me to look at all based off that past relationship. That teenage self had a lot of wounding she needed looked at. And many times our first love or those first relationships that are just really intense, 
We create beliefs about relationships, such as I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough for somebody to date me. Maybe that person told you that. I know my high school boyfriend used to say really horrible things to me, and I took those as truth, and it hurt my heart and things like that. And it's just important for us when healing to look at any wounding that wants to be witnessed because that age that experienced it. So I don't know if you were in your 20s, 30s, teenage years when you experienced this toxic relationship, but that version of you, that self deserves for you what you experienced to be looked at, witnessed and honored. And my guess is you have done work around it if you're listening to this podcast that you have looked at it, but there just may be something else there. And what could be there is that you currently feel like it's easier to be alone because you are afraid of that kind of relationship happening again. But because of that, you're lonely. And so it's finding ways to reassure yourself that you can trust yourself. And that's very often by just bringing it to your awareness like, oh yeah, I do have that fear here. Okay, what feelings are arising? Sadness. Yeah, I'm really sad I experienced that experience. Oof. Oof, I'm so sorry, self. And it's bringing that compassion to yourself. We talk about self-compassion on here all the time because I have found it to be the most important part of healing. And I find a lot of people out there talk about healing without compassion. They don't talk about the importance of compassion. Where here on this podcast, New View Advice, we talk about how important compassion is. Compassion is the most important thing you can do on the healing journey. Because the more compassionate you are with yourself, the more safety you create within yourself And the more you connect back to the present moment and through that compassion, you are able to bring really difficult situations and feelings forward and they're able to move. They're able to be released and cleared through compassion. So for you, my guess is that that toxic relationship you mentioned is still impacting you in some way. And as I mentioned, being in toxic relationships is really hard and it can leave those lasting impacts on us. So it's important for you to begin to slowly just see the beliefs that may still be playing out because of different relationships you've had in the past. The second place I would invite you to look to bring awareness to this wound of not feeling good enough to date would be to look at your childhood. I know I talk about this a lot, but in our childhoods or in our teen years is when we create beliefs about ourselves, create beliefs about relationships. And so for you, I would look at, have you had friends always dating people when you didn't, when you were younger? Did your friends have boyfriends and you didn't? I would start to look at the pattern of what you're experiencing now. And if you've experienced it in the past, I would also look at when you've experienced rejection. When was the first time you experienced rejection? Because rejection is so painful. I have an episode on rejection that I'll link in the show notes as well, but rejection is found to be as painful in the brain as physical pain. So we avoid situations where we feel like we'll experience rejection. So when we are feeling lonely or have trouble putting ourselves out in the world, looking at our fear of rejection can be really helpful and insightful into why we may be feeling the way we are. Another place to look and to bring awareness is the beliefs you've created around relationships based off of any movies, TV shows, or books you've read. I find that looking at media, so these different forms of pop culture, is a great insight into some beliefs we may have about relationships. So maybe you deem yourself different than certain people you see on television, I'm not sure, but that can also create why you may feel like you're not good enough to date. So maybe you see blonde skinny women on TV are always getting the guy and maybe you don't feel like you're a blonde skinny woman. And then you tell yourself, I'm not good enough to date because you believe that only blonde skinny women are good enough to date people. That may not be helpful for you, but I found throughout my journey that television 
and movies really impacted me and my beliefs around relationships. You know, when I was younger, I used to love the show The O.C. I was obsessed with it. And I created a lot of beliefs about high school based off The O.C. because I watched it in middle school. So I thought when I went to high school, things would be a certain way and that I should act a certain way and that I should dress a certain way and that that would make me popular and all these things. Very untrue. Created a lot of trauma, honestly, in my life trying to be Marissa Cooper. So I just mentioned this because I found it really helpful in my own life to look at how media, television, movies, books has impacted me and beliefs I have about myself and the world. The third part I wanted to touch on in your question are the feelings you mentioned of sadness, jealousy, and not fitting in. I think that in order for you to see why you struggle with this or what is lying underneath, looking at these three feelings you mentioned is another great place to start because I believe your sadness, your jealousy, and the feeling of not fitting in are all trying to communicate a message with you. Our emotions are not trying to punish us. Our emotions are not a bad thing. Emotions are really information for us. They're always trying to communicate something with us. And I think a great place to start is jealousy. Jealousy is always pointing us towards something we want, but it just may not be what we think. So for you, you feel jealous when you're with couples that are expressing PDA, that are kissing and cuddling. And it's not that you're jealous of that relationship particularly. You may not even want to be in a relationship that expresses this PDA, but it's triggering this jealousy. So maybe you're jealous of these two people having each other. Maybe you're jealous of the kissing and the cuddling. Maybe you're jealous of how comfortable this couple is kissing in public because maybe that's something you've never done before and you desire PDA yourself. It's important for you to really connect to the jealousy and understand why you are jealous. I think that jealousy is always communicating to us something that we desire. And sometimes the only way we'll get that message is through jealousy. So I know in my life, before I pursued a creative life, I was super jealous of all creative people. And it wasn't that I wanted to do every single kind of creativity or I wanted what these other creative people had. It was that they had something I desired. They were pursuing something I wanted. I wanted to live a creative life. That's what was authentic to me. And it wasn't until I started pursuing my own creative life that all that jealousy dissipated. And now I feel so connected to other creatives rather than jealous. But it took me understanding and looking at why I was jealous to understand why that jealousy was arising. So I think jealousy is a great place to start. Sadness, I would allow yourself to just feel sad and see what comes up for you. I think that the sadness may be connected to some of those past wounds that we talked about. So either a past relationship or childhood wounds. But I find perpetual sadness is often pointing us towards something that may be unresolved within us. That sadness could also just be showing you that you're ready for your next step. Sometimes sadness shows us that those boundaries we talked about at the beginning, that it's time to make them a little bit more fluid. You know, in your case, I don't know the answer. It could be pointing you toward the past wound. It could be pointing you towards the end of a chapter, the beginning of another. Many times when I'm ready to up-level, I'm ready to change something in my life, I'll feel sad first. I'll feel sad that the way I've been living isn't the way I'll be living forever. I'll feel sad at the realization that things need to change. Whenever change needs to come into my life, sadness occurs. It's part of the grieving process. We grieve when we grow. We grieve when we change. And sadness is oftentimes just showing us that. It's oftentimes just a way to honor our experience and honor the growth and the change that needs to happen within our life. And I also want to mention the feeling you mentioned of not fitting in. To me, this sounds like a lack of belonging as well. And I think so many people can relate to feeling like they don't belong. I think that's part of the healing journey. 
I believe that this feeling of not fitting in oftentimes stems from not showing up in the world as our true authentic selves. So we change ourselves to fit in the world, but then we don't feel like we fit in because we're not being our authentic self. So I invite you to really dive into that feeling of not fitting in and like what part of you doesn't feel like it fits in and what part of you may feel like it's not belonging. Because I don't think your friends and couples don't feel like you belong. They want you to be there. They wouldn't invite you to be there if they didn't want you to be there. You do belong there. So what is the trigger? Why do you feel like you don't belong in that situation? Is it just because they're showing PDA or does it go deeper? Is it that you feel like you have to change yourself in that situation? Is it because you feel like you can't show up 100% as you? Or is it because you don't have a chance to speak in that situation and then maybe you want to start having friends who allow you to speak? It's really diving into why you feel that way and not making yourself wrong for having those feelings and not running from those feelings. So many people I know are running from all the difficult feelings they have. I know I do this too. I was just doing this last week. I had a lot of difficult feelings that wanted to be felt again. That's how it feels. Oh my God, I can't believe I have more of these inside me. But I've found it's just a flow and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with me. We all have challenging feelings. Good feelings come and go. Bad feelings come and go. And it's about learning to honor our feelings, see our feelings, witness our feelings, understand our feelings, and allow our feelings. And that will allow the feelings to pass and will show you how to move forward. Because the last part of your question was, how can you handle this situation? And it's by taking these inner steps. So doing the inner work, bringing self-awareness and allowing your feelings that will then help you to see clearly your next steps forward. And oftentimes they're small steps. We all want to look for big steps forward. How can we change our lives? It's one step at a time. It's one foot in front of the other. It's one feeling at a time. It's one layer of healing at a time. So I hope something in this answer was helpful. I just want to, once again, honor the experience of being a third wheel. As I said, I don't think it's an enjoyable experience for a lot of people, especially with a couple who's expressing a lot of PDA. So if you listen to all this and you're just like, no, Amanda, my friends are just super PDA and I don't like it, maybe you just have to set a boundary. Maybe there's just certain couples that you just don't want to spend time with because they don't include you and that's why you feel like you don't belong, right? Maybe there's a couple who doesn't talk to you the whole time you're sitting at the dinner table and you're like, what the heck? Why am I even here? And then maybe that's just you needing to learn how to set a boundary, right? Instead of your boundaries being too rigid as we've talked a lot about throughout this episode, maybe you need to have more rigid boundaries if you're spending time with people who completely ignore you. I'm not entirely sure in your situation, but I just wanted to mention that here at the end as well. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for writing in. And I hope that this episode was helpful and I hope that you are able to see maybe your next step or a new insight into yourself. You deserve to be in relationships with people who honor, love, and respect you. And you also deserve to honor, love, and respect yourself. You are a beautiful soul. And thank you again for writing in this question. I am sending you so much love. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Nuvi Advice. Today we talked about healing from feeling like a third wheel and how to look at this trigger if this is a trigger in our lives. If you haven't already, I invite you to follow the podcast on your podcasting app and to leave a five-star review. Followers and ratings really help to bring more people to the podcast and help me to grow and expand Nuvi Advice. So thank you in advance for following the podcast and leaving a review. Also, if you have any questions moving forward, please feel free to send in any questions at newviadvice at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning into another episode of New View Advice. As always, I hope I was able to offer you a new view on whatever you're moving through. Sending you all my love. See you next time.